Welcome back to the 11th episode of the Hoops District Podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about my top 10 MVP candidates. Uh, make sure to go follow me on Instagram at hoops underscore district and on Twitter at the hoops district. But let's get started. So, I mean, the MVP is pretty much a three-man race right now with Paul George, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and James Harden. But let's start at number 10 with Kyrie Irving. This is the best statistical season of Kyrie Irving's career. And while the Celtics have underachieved uh, pretty significantly this year, considering teams had them... Uh, making the finals, winning 60-plus games, and all that. Yeah, they've underachieved, definitely. Uh, but they still have you know, a solid record at the fifth seed, 37-23. and 23. Uh, Kyrie Irving's putting up 23.8 points, a career-high a career 6.9 assists, a career-high 4.8 rebounds, a career-high 1.6 steals, and a career-high... 49.6% field goal. And he's also shooting 41.3% from behind the arc. So, pretty impressive efficiency and is averaging career highs across the board. I still think they're making the finals, even with all the struggles, but that's a topic for another day. Kyrie Irving is number 10 on the list. At number 9, I have Damian Lillard. So Lillard has led the Blazers to the fourth seed in an extremely tough Western Conference. Uh, I think they have a record of like 36-23, and 23, I believe. And Lillard and Kyrie are extremely close for me. Like, Kyrie is the better player. Like, I think he's the second best point guard. I think Lillard's the third best point guard. They're both superstars in this league. Uh, Lillard's averaging... 26, 5, and 6 on 45% from the field, 37% from behind the arc. Um, I mean, so in the MVP race, I mean, Kyrie's the better player, but I give Damian Lillard the edge. He's putting up better numbers, and he's leading his team to almost an identical record in a much tougher Western Conference. And at number 8, I have Kawhi Leonard. So Kawhi Leonard this year has pretty much proved all the haters and the doubters uh, that called him a product of Greg Popovich's system. Like He proved all those guys wrong. While Kawhi is still elite defensively, he's taken a bit of a step back compared to his defense in San Antonio. That's going to be obvious. Uh, San Antonio... Uh, they just had a whole system predicated around it. If you slacked off on D and you got beat, there was always a couple guys that are going to rotate over and help every single time. They San Antonio had just had uh, a mastermind defensive schemes. So it's obvious he's going to take a step back uh, compared to his defense in San Antonio. But his offensive game, to me, has become much more complete. 
He's running the offense a little bit more. Uh, and his passing has gotten a bit better, although it's still something he has to work on. Uh, there's some games he'll get down in the uh, high posts, uh, and he'll just take like 25 dribbles uh, until the shot clock runs out, and then chuck up a brick fadeaway. Like he's he can't he can't do that. Uh, that's pretty much the one major flaw in his game is his passing. His playmaking overall. And if he can consistently get like three to four assists a game, uh, his game is definitely going to take that next step. He's averaging 27, 7, and 3 and grabbing two steals along with 49% from the field, 36% from three. And the Raptors have the second best record in the league. And our second in the East. but And Kawhi Leonard has really changed the culture in Toronto. Uh, I mean, and he can close games. Something that DeRozan couldn't do. And Kawhi steps up his play in the postseason, unlike DeRozan as well. And the Raptors need that because they suck in the postseason. So Kawhi at number eight for me. And a big reason, pretty much the only reason to me why he's not higher on the list is he hasn't played much as much as the other candidates. He's only played like 43, 42 games or something. So, yeah, he's been resting a lot or as everyone likes to call it, load management or whatever. So, yeah. At number seven, I have Joel Embiid. The process. He's been just a beast this year. He stayed pretty healthy throughout the year. He did have that knee injury. I'll uh, get to that a bit later. Um, but he stayed pretty healthy. He's played like 54 games this year or something. Uh, he's averaging 27, 13, and 5 on 48% shooting from the field and 2 blocks a game. He's just so dominant and so skilled on both ends of the floor. Like, his defensive impact, like, when he's off the floor, the Sixers' um, defense just takes a dip. They don't have another major rim protector. And he also, I mean, he's solid on the perimeter, too. Like, uh, something a lot of big men struggle to do is get out on the perimeter, defend the pick and roll. And B does that it's pretty solid. Yeah, his defensive impact has just been huge. I mean, I did mention his rim protection. Two blocks a game. Yeah. And then on the offensive end, he's like, his post moves are just insane. So, and, you know, he can shoot that mid-range. He can step outside for the three, even though he's not shooting it well. He can. He's still, I guess, respectable from the three. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, based on both ends of the floor, I have Joel Embiid at number seven. At number six, I have Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant's season has really gone overlooked in terms of MVP recognition. This might be the best statistical season of his entire career. And if it was, if it was any other player, I'm sure... They'd be getting MVP love, but it's K 
Kevin Durant, and we know why he's hated by the media. He joined Golden State. Golden State's the most hated team in the league. He's probably the most hated player in the league. I don't really see a debate in that. Um, and people haven't been talking about him in terms of MVP discussion, along with Steph Curry, who I'll get to a little later. And pretty much the only reason for this is because they play on the Golden State Warriors with five All-Stars. That's pretty much the only reason. And Durant, like, he's having an incredible year, though. Like, we can't can't deny that. you got to give him some MVP love. I don't care if he's on the Warriors, uh, joined a 7-3 and 19. That's why people hate him. I don't know. 28-7-6, uh, and six, 51% from the field, 37% from three. 63% true shooting percentage, top 10 in plus minus and win shares. Great year for Kevin Durant. And now we move into the top five, which starts off with the Joker, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic has been an absolute monster this year. He's led the Nuggets to a 41-18 and 18 record, which is good for second in the Western Conference. And Jokic is putting up 20-11-7. And, and he's second in the league in triple-doubles behind you-know-who. And this man is a 7-foot-tall fat-ass, 260 pounds, out of shape. Um, But he, he's, like a, he's just a blob. But he's so talented and so fun to watch. Like his IQ, his court vision, his shooting, his ball handling. And he's only 24. He's a stud. One of my favorite players in the league. Definitely my favorite big man. No question about it. And the Nuggets have been one of the most surprising teams in the league. Everybody knew... That they were gonna be a young team on the rise, maybe the maybe like a seven or eight seed, or just you know, contenders for the postseason. But a two seed in the Western Conference, no one saw this coming at all. Especially all the injuries. Gary Harris missed a huge chunk of the season. Will Barton missed a huge chunk of the season. Paul Millsap had stretches where he missed. They had a lot of injuries they had to deal with, and they still are able to get the second seed. And they have one of the best young cores in the league with Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, an exciting young backcourt, and their superstar. Well, not superstar yet, but superstar in a few years, definitely, uh, Nikola Jokic. And they're definitely in a few, a few years, you know, in a few years, they're definitely going to be contenders. I'm excited to see this Denver Nuggets team. Uh, but, in, I mean, in the playoffs, like, they're obviously inexperienced. They don't, they're pretenders right now. They don't have much uh, pl- uh, playoff uh, uh, experience at all. They're really young. So, I mean, who has the most playoff experience? Paul Millsap. And that dude just got swept by LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2015. So, yeah, and the Hawks were an overall disappointment that year as well. Um, but yeah, 
Nikola Jokic is a stud, superstar in a few years. Right now, MVP candidate. And the Nuggets have a very, very, very bright future that I'm excited to watch. Now, on to Stephen Curry, who lands at number four on the list. And he's having another ridiculous season. The efficiency is just ridiculous. I talked about this considering the volume he shoots at. 28.7 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 49% from the field, and 45% from 3 on 11.6 three-point attempts. That's just, I don't know how he does it. I really don't know how he does it. And it's effortless. Greatest shooter ever, I mean, that's an understatement. To just say, oh, Steph is the greatest shooter ever, like, that's that's nothing. That's an understatement, really, because he does so much else. Um, and he, along with Kevin Durant, but more so Curry, is not getting enough MVP attention. I don't know, well, I do know why, but it's for a stupid reason. He plays on the most hated team in the league. That's pretty much it, five All-Stars. Everyone's biased against them, and he's already won two. But it's been really impressive what he's been able to do, and he's 30 years old, you know, his prime whittling away, but doesn't seem like it. I mean, he's still putting up elite numbers. He's still a top five player, top five, top four player in the league right now easily, and it's been really impressive what he's been able to do. Warriors have the best record in the West, and we know what happened when he went down. We know what happened every time he goes down. Everything falls apart because he is the Warrior system. He is the system. There isn't like a Warrior system that runs around him. He is the system. Like, third best record in the league, best in the West, and Curry is the best player on the best team in the league. Doing some insane things this year. Steph Curry needs some more MVP love. Now we move into the top three, which is the the three man race. And these players have, you know, separated themselves from the rest of the pack in this MVP ladder. And I'm pretty sure you all know who these players are. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George, and the Beard, James Harden. And I think in this is my order goes like this, okay? Number one is Giannis. He's the MVP right now. Number two is Paul George. And number three is James Harden. And I'm like, Harden's been on this 30-point streak. You know, he's averaging a ridiculous um, ridiculous 36-5-7. But, I mean, I he, the team success of the Rockets has been worse than both OKC and Milwaukee. Uh, and team success plays a big factor in the award. And he also won the award last year. And, yeah, I mean, we saw what... How he led the Rockets. They got off to that awful start. We saw how he led them to like the fifth seed. That's that was that was crazy. But I mean, still, the team success has been worse. Uh, the value is 
I think, on par with a guy like Giannis, honestly. And, um, yeah, team success does play a very big factor. And unlike Giannis and Paul George, who are uh, doing it at both ends of the floor, they're playing offense and defense at an elite level, James Harden is just doing it on offense. And, you know, he's got a 40% usage rate. Uh, and he's pretty much he he got a he's gotten better like he's improved from uh Shaq to a full MVP defense but I mean he's still bad so he doesn't play those two both ends of the floor like Giannis and Paul George do and that's another reason why he's third and I know he has the streak and stuff but Giannis and Paul George are just having Better seasons overall in my book. Paul George has been a beast. He's averaging career highs across the board. 28-8-4. 4, 45% from the field. 40% from behind the arc. And leading the league in steals. And the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Looking like they're the team to match up with Golden State. In the Western Conference Finals. The Denver, Lug- Nug- the Denver Nuggets. Like I mentioned before, they're young, they're inexperienced, really, uh, and the the Houston Rockets are not the same team they were last year, and, you know, everyone thought it was the Lakers, well, some people did, and, you know, that's not gonna happen. Um, The Denver Nuggets, yeah, no, the Houston Rockets, no, so it's the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Paul George right now... Him and Giannis are the best two-way players in the league. Right now, Paul George is my defensive player of the year. Uh, his perimeter defense, has uh, he's just been a monster. Leading the league in steals, 2.3 a game. Plays the passing lanes extremely well. Uh, he's my defensive player of the year. And the fact that he's both performing at an MVP level on both ends of the floor is remarkable. It's It's pretty hard. Nonetheless, to be a, an MVP caliber player on offense. So to do that on both ends of the floor is pretty amazing. So, yeah. Paul George, I, he's got a chance to win both awards. But for me, another player that has a chance to win both awards and right now is my MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. And it's pretty clear why. He's averaging 27-13-6 on nearly 60% shooting from the field. He's at 58.1%. It's insane. That's just insane. I mean, the way he gets to the rim, uh, two long strides from the half-court line, dunking on your face. He's leading the team with the best record in the league in points, assists, rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. And he's also leading them to the second-best offense and the eighth-best defense, number one defensive efficiency. Um, yeah. The Bucks are 46, and uh, I, I don't, I don't really quite know the record. Let me, let me check that. But they're right, they're like 46 and something. And I mean, Giannis, along with Paul George, is playing. 
both sides of the floor at an elite level. And it's also to clarify, yes, the Bucks are 45 and 14. So yeah, they have the best record in the league. And he's got I think an even better case of winning both awards than Paul George. Like Paul George is my defensive player of the year. Giannis is my MVP, but like Giannis can literally win both awards and it, I don't I wouldn't it wouldn't be like a robbery like a robbery or anything. The Bucks are number 1 in defensive efficiency. Uh Giannis uh decreases is like Giannis is first in the league in uh, uh guarding opponents uh to their worst field goal percentage and he's number 1 in defensive box plus minus and he's number 1 in individual defensive win shares so Giannis is just even in the advanced stats for defense he's just doing it uh, at an elite level, just like similar to Paul George, he's averaging like one point four blocks, one point five steals, something like that, and um, yeah, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's running away with the award right now. He is my MVP, and yeah, so number ten is Kyrie Irving, number nine Damian Lillard. Number eight, Kawhi Leonard. Number seven, Joel Embiid. Number six, Kevin Durant. Number five, Nikola Jokic. Number three, Steph Curry. No, number four, Steph Curry, sorry. Number three, James Harden. Number two, Paul George. And number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP of the league. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Hoops District Podcast. I appreciate all you guys for tuning in to this episode. uh, And be sure to be on the lookout for more episodes coming to you weekly. And uh, yeah, I'm out. Peace.